That's Shantae Linwood right there. And like I said, we're outside Haymarket. It's Carcon Carnet presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. This car we're in, Shantae, is a Mazda yes. CX-9 that I got on loan from the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. It's comfortable enough that you can spread out your dinner. You've got like everything laid out for you perfectly here. You got your veggie burger, vegan burger. You got your chili. It's, it's spacious. It feels almost presidential. Yes, it, it, it feels won- wonderful. <laughs> it does. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Hey, I want to thank Haymarket for setting this up tonight. Uh, setting up the food. I got the El Diablo burger, which does have a vaguely devilish look to it. I, You see how big this is, right? Yeah, it's huge. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to eat this without destroying the car. Don't say that. See, like just saying that means it's possible. No. Destroying the, the car. The car is going to be fine. The car is going to be fine. Here's my vegan burger. No harm will come to this car. And my chili. So let, let's talk a little bit about you, your career, the million things you do. Yes. Because you, you are involved in just a boatload of stuff. Yes. Uh, I guess let's start with the Forbes article that came out earlier this year. That seemed to be kind of a a big push in the right direction for Shantae. Yeah. Um... So you were featured with <laughs> other women in music. It was you. It was Billie Eilish. It was Lizzo. I mean, Oh, cool. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't read it. No way. No, I didn't read it. Are you one of those people who doesn't read any of their press? Um. I, I wouldn't say I would. I think I get really excited about stuff, so I'm I'm just really bad at either remembering things or um, finding it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so this was a, a South by Southwest preview, mm-hmm. and you were listed in that company. Yeah, I think I actually know the person who wrote it, Jane. She's somebody that I met randomly when I was doing my. It was the first all woman showcase with House of Vans, and. Um, and she the House was, of Vans in Chicago. No, House of Vans in Austin. Oh, got it. Okay. So they, it was their 50th anniversary, and so it was a really cool experience. And I had just started my organization, and within three months, then all of a sudden we had, you know, we were doing the All Woman Showcase. I love that. It was it was great, but I think I'm pretty sure she wrote that. Not like it's like nepotism or anything, uh, but yeah. Well, certainly the company you kept in that article, good things happen to the other women. So yeah. it seems like it seems like this is your year. This is my year. <laughs> uh, let's talk about DJ Shantae. You're, yes. you're like, now, if what you wrote is to be believed, did you really grow up listening to Styx records? Yeah, that, that's still my favorite. Is that a, is that a Midwestern thing, like a rite of passage for... Uh, see, I don't... My mom... I think every human being gets their music taste from their mother. Mm-hmm. In reality, almost every person I know, every big artist that I know, every small artist I know, almost everyone will say that their mom is who put them on the music that they sure. listen to. And so growing up, my mom was very much stuck stuck in the 70s and 80s. And and so I didn't listen to rap growing up. It was like Christian rock and Styx, Ariel Speedwagon, Def Leppard. Um, Oh my gosh, Journey was one of my favorite Boston. I love that that's your foundation. Yeah, but I think that's also what makes it easier for me to DJ almost anything. I only started, so when I started DJing, I had a group and we called ourselves the Thuggettes. And I thought it was a cool name because I'm obsessed with oldies. I was going to say very Motown. It, yeah, yeah, so I'm obsessed with oldies and, and Motown and, and that era. And actually, when I was younger, my cousin and I started a singing group and we used to do like remakes of oldies. But 
so when we had that name, we started getting booked for a lot of rap gigs for a lot of clubs that wanted hip hop and rap music. And I had never played that in my life. I started as a house DJ. And, um, so when we started doing that, that's when I learned how to DJ rap music. And, and then, so I've kind of just gone from knowing every, I guess, genre and faucet of music and it makes it a lot easier. So as far as DJing goes, Mm -hmm. are you, so do you play vinyl? Do you work strictly digital? I right now it's been mostly digital for the last few years, but when I learned, I learned on vinyl by ear because I wanted to learn the original way. And so, did you go like crate diving for music? Did you? I did a yeah, quite a bit. So like my first, I went. I remember I went. I didn't have a lot of money, so I went and bought just two house tracks. And I think it was um, "Dancing" by J.J. Flores, and um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the other one. But they were two. They're two of my favorite house music tracks from of all time. And side note, when I met Kashmir, who's like one of the founders of house music, sure. um, it was like the greatest moment of my life because that's what I started on. So my foundation is very much so dance music and like upbeat things. Uh-huh. But I also love pop music and top 40 and I'd like to play things that everybody knows. You're an omnivore. You yes. consume it all. Yes. I like to just create. I like to do stuff. When did the DJ gig kind of transition into working with big names. I mean, because you look mm-hmm. at the list of people you've collaborated with, whether it's Chance or Common or Kanye, I mean, the, the list is pretty extraordinary, everyone you work yeah. with. It's, 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 so, it's so hard to put to words. Um, it's really Was it's, it like an all at once? Was it so gradual you didn't even realize it was going on? Gradual, was it, yeah. And, and I think even now so... I don't fully realize it until it gets brought up or until I see someone on TV or until something happens and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've worked with them or I've done this or I've done mm-hmm. that. So it's it actually just, I think it became so much more of a lifestyle mm-hmm. than just experiences, if that makes sense. Sure. And so, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's really weird when I think about it because growing up, I actually had a teacher, something I've never forgotten. I forgot how exactly they say it, but I just remember the teacher my counselor actually told me I would never go to the school that I wanted to go to and then that I would never meet like anyone famous that that was something that didn't happen in life like just really when you hear that stuff as a kid (laughs) doesn't that push you to do the exact opposite of what you're told for me it does but I actually think for a lot of kids it actually harms them in a lot of ways because I think I think as as kids and as people everybody has huge dreams and and then someone in their life turns it down or strays them away from that dream and sort of puts them into this box of reality. And then there are few people that say, no matter what, I'm going to do this. And then they succeed or they don't, or they keep trying. Some people don't kick back because they figure what's the point for me. It was always, um, I don't know. I think I've, I've just had a little bit more of a different backbone. It does push me a little bit more when people don't believe in me. Yeah. Um, to do things. See, I'm the same way. Yeah. Totally. It's kind of like a fuck you, right? It's kind of like a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know who was going to crack the uh, swearing no, seal, yeah, but I, it was clearly going to be you. Yeah, I curse a lot. So. All right. So I want you to be able to eat. Um, I just picked the onion rings off my El Diablo burger. Mm. Oh, my Lord. They were so good. My little child is... Hello. Love oh, yeah. You, you are with child as we're eating. Yes. How's it going? He's go- He's doing well. Yeah. I really like. When we first got in, he actually kicked me super hard. And I'm like, all right. So you're into it. This is, Not yeah, distracting this is like, at all. Not at all. No. 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 I'm totally used to it. It actually pushed me a lot. It um, career-wise, co- career 
wise. Because you see, I got to a point where I was eight months pregnant. I was DJing with my second child. And when people would give me shit, like, I can't do this, A, B, C, whatever, I would say, uh, yeah, um, if I can do it while pregnant mm-hmm. with, I had super, two rare disorders during my second pregnancy. Two, both were life-threatening. And I actually ended up having my baby almost two months early. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, and the little blonde one. And um, so for me, I'm, I'm very much so, like, there really are no excuses. If you want something, you'll do it. And you'll find a way to get it done. And it doesn't matter what obstacles are there. You'll figure out a way. I love that. And I, not to diminish what you just said, this food is so good. It really is good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. I'm just like... Not that I care about looking pretty or anything. I'm just afraid to eat this all, without destroying myself or the car. Yeah, but all bets go. are off. You have a napkin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all bets are off in the car, Shante, honestly. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. After briefly mentioning all the people you've worked with, mm-hmm. I guess a more fair question is, when do we get a proper release from you or a proper music release? Yes. So, I, for some reason, music to me is so frightening when it comes to putting it out because everything else I, I feel like I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm just internalizing a lot or just being insecure but with music I've always wanted to make music and I've always tried to make music but I keep finding ways to stop myself mm-hmm. and then coming back and actually the stuff that I'm making now is really my favorite and it's very like dancey Missy Elliott like even top 40 and I'm okay with that because I think it's just fun yeah um and even when I went to film school, I remember going into film school. I was like, I don't, I don't want to make films that make you think. I just want to make you laugh. And then, of course, I changed my mind later, and I'm like, I care about changing the world. Um, and so you I can wonder, do both. You, you can, can do both. You can. And that's what I realized through all the things that I did. Yeah, even with DJing, at one point, I felt really boxed in in that if I wanted to do house music, I had to only do house music. If I wanted to do this kind of music, I had only to do this kind of music. And I realized over time, and what's helped me just as a person, that you really don't have to just do one thing. You, right. You can do everything. And you, you really want. don't do one thing. <laughs> no, I don't. At least it's like it's it's secular, sort of like in phases. Mm-hmm. So it allows me to not perfect, but get to a point where I feel comfortable moving on to the next thing. So that all said, where does this leave you with with music? Is yeah, it, yeah, I didn't answer, right? <laughs> so I've been working. I mean, you, you, you were very eloquent. We just <laughs> we just didn't get to an answer. Uh, so I've been working on a project for two years now, and it sort of has it's now transformed because when I was working on it then, I was in a much different place mentally sure. too, and and so the stuff that I'm working on, it's still very much so relevant, and um, it's it's more so just fun stuff, but. I combined with, um, or I'm collaborating with my friend Takara, who randomly went viral in Australia. She's from Australia. She went viral in Australia because somebody on Tinder told her that she would be prettier if she bleached her skin. And she's already very light-skinned, mixed woman like what myself. What makes people say shit like that? They're ignorant. But she responded in a way that was hilarious, like, the world would be better without you if you would bleach yourself or something I don't know what she said but it was really funny so she went viral has this crazy big following for that and so she daily because of that kind of following that she has because of that she mm-hmm. bat- often battles people with those kind of things but mm-hmm. so we when I met her it was actually through um, through a boyfriend and we just I just pushed her because one of my favorite things in life is helping people figure out like or following their dreams mm-hmm. to an extent and, and I'm so, so glad we met <laughs> can, can you help me Yes, of course. Okay. Um, 
but she she was somebody that always she's really good at writing music really good and she's like Dua Lipa mixed with Billie Eilish and, and just really interesting like sort of monotone deeper voice but mm-hmm. really good catchy lyrics and and so we started collaborating and the stuff that we're working on is just really fun so I'm really excited about it and I hope to put it out soon but it really is so nerve-wracking to go from I know so many people who make music I mm-hmm. know so many people are really good at making music and I've always been even when I transitioned into DJing I had a lot of pushback from because I was like one of the only women at that time in the scene doing it isn't you know, it interesting it's it's interesting it's it's cool that I've been through it now mm-hmm. but it also sucked to go through yeah because it was definitely breaking down a lot of walls so yeah. that other people could succeed in ways. Yeah, being a pioneer isn't easy. No, right? <laughs> and so dealing dealing with that, like when I, there were people that when I started DJing were like, you need to stay in your lane. I'm like, what what lane am I in? Because I was acting and came up, that's how mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was in like the movie and all that stuff that I did before full-time DJing, was full-time acting. Again, it's, lots of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you another question, but I'm going to mm-hmm. do it really slowly. Yes. So that you can have another. When is the music coming out? Uh, do we even get to that? No. You, no. No. Okay. This is a new question. <laughs> well, no. This is a, in summary, it'll come out when it's damn well it ready to out. come out. Yeah. Is basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I mean, don't you get to the point where you can overthink it to death and yeah. actually make it worse? Yeah. Absolutely. I've, you're not at that point though. I don't think I'm making it worse, no. I do think it's at a point where it's ready to come out and it's good to go. It's just more so now I, how I want to put it out. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of barriers with that, too, because I was in, like, I've come out a lot about, like, domestic violence and mm-hmm. relationship stuff that I was in. And, and the project, when I started on it, was with someone who said that I would never, ever be able to release it. So it's more so just finalizing it. And you know when people myself. say that to you, that's about them. It's not about mm-hmm. you. 100%. Yeah. Almost everything, right? Yes. <laughs> Almost everything. Almost even the, everything. Even the compliments. That's not true. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. All right. You know, like a lot of stuff comes from a place of like, in, I don't know, internal. Internal. All right. So the next question will be asked slowly. Mm-hmm. So you can eat your food. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thank you for thank you for playing along. Uh, this really is super good. I want to thank uh, Mike mm-hmm. and Haymarket again for providing an amazing food, amazing meal. Chante is vegetarian, and mm-hmm. you had no problem finding stuff to eat. No, no. That burger. Um, That's good. Carney is presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. So, music aside, you mentioned domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You are a voice, a very encouraging, empowering voice for women. Tell me about the collective. Okay. So, in 2015, I had been... Well, prior to this, I'm like, I'm so bad with timelines, but I just remember 2015 is when I actually started the collective with four or five other women that I really appreciated their, their drive and like their work. And then it ended up turning completely from what I had originally, um, started it. But one of the women came up with cliche. And the reason why we said cliche is because, um, it's not new to start a collective or sort of a a group of sorts. And for me, I really, I felt like there were a lot of male guided groups or or like save money treated crew and there there were those kind of communities for men in the city and then I was doing events like I started an event with East Room when they opened called Pussy Control and it was very much so for me to have women supporting other women 
And I started getting frustrated because when I started that party, it was before I started the collective, I would notice that I wasn't getting women to come to stuff. But when I would DJ, you know, my partner at that time, his party, which we both had the part, same party at Eastern Room, and, and a lot of times I would DJ it. When when I would DJ that, I would see a lot of people that would show up to that but wouldn't show up to mine, but yet I was still DJing it, so it was the same exact thing. And and it was um, frustrating because I felt like women were showing up to parties that in turn would objectify them or put them yeah. in places of being sexualized. And my party was more so like, you know, we can do the sexualizing or we can just enjoy ourselves. Right. And Do you think the name was off-putting? Um, I, I think it at that time, yes. Because it was it was it was hard for people like it was a hard pill for people to swallow. Now I don't think too many people care. Right. But it was it was inspired by Prince also because his song Pussy Control, and um, favorite and for me, favorite Prince song. Pussy Control is a pretty good one. Um, oh fuck! Well, See, for me, it's Let's Pretend We're Married. That's good. I I just love Prince in general, and one of my friends actually did a, a song with him before he died, and I love that song too. It's called Baltimore. I don't okay. know if you heard that one. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so... Let's go crazy. What's that song called? Why can't I think of the name? Pregnancy Brain. But that song is one of my favorite. Let's go crazy? It's not Let's Go Crazy. It's called something else. Whatever. But yeah, so... So, (laughs) Pussy Control. It started Pussy Control, and... And that's what led me to start the organization, but I definitely remember specific incidents where I was showing up to gigs, and people would... I would be carrying all my equipment and, and men would come up to me and say, who are you here for, sweetie? I'd mm-hmm. be like, I'm the talent. I'm the one DJing. Or there were men at specific places like, um, um, what's it called? My gosh, I literally I can't remember anything and right now. Women love to be called sweetie. Ugh. If there's one hard and fast truth, there, there it is. I mean, if we're dating, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh-huh. I cannot stand where if you just meet me that you're calling me little pet names, like honey, sweetie, babe. And maybe that's just me and my, the womanist inside of me, whatever. But I, I very no, much No, it would so. never occur to me to say that stuff. I mean... You're a different breed of human. I guess. A lot of men are, are very sexist, but... Excuse my acid reflux. <laughs> but, um... So I remember starting that and, and then dealing with incidents like that. And then there were a couple incidents where I was in a group chat with like some of the biggest artists in Chicago. And we were all in this group chat of like 50 people deep and it was hilarious. But there were times where I would share my opinion with stuff and I would literally be told, you don't know what you're talking about. You've never done this or you've never done that. And although it wasn't true, and either way, even if you haven't done something, you could still have some of good course. insight into it, right? And so it was those incidents like marred with with the incidents of like someone trying to set up equipment for me and I know how to set up my equipment within like two minutes I think if you're a DJ or you're an artist or anything you do you should know like every oh, yeah. part of it right in the dark blindfolded yeah uh-huh. and I can set up my stuff fast and this yeah. man was taking 20-30 minutes to set up something and then eventually I was just like please just let me do it I got this I'm fine so those couple of things where I just I got tired and same thing with acting when I was doing film and and all of that I got tired of waiting for opportunities to come to me and so I decided to create them more and then even right now with the collective I've been holding off on a lot of stuff because it, it became very much so a trend and so a lot of people are on that like let's support women vibe and doing a lot yeah. of things and so it's nice to just take a step back be like alright go ahead and think of the next thing we're going to do but going back to the more mm-hmm. proactive helpful aspect of this I mean have you had women approach you or the greater collective looking for help like have there been situations where you thought oh thank god I started that because that really yeah there's been a lot that um, 
a lot of outreach actually it's been very positive there's only been maybe one or two situations where something negative was said but mm -hmm. but in general like women have come to me from all over the place and have said how much they appreciate you know I like to say ovaries instead of balls but like sort of the, <laughs> the ovaries that I've had to, to do all of the stuff that I've done and how it's really inspired them I remember when I was pregnant with Ash I was DJing at at um, All Saints it's like eight months pregnant DJing and and a woman came probably up probably sweating like crazy I was wearing a wool dress yeah but uh, a woman came up to me and she said that because of me and, and the work I've done that it made her think more about supporting women and, and then she ended up being my first intern actually so it was it I was love funny. that it was great yeah and and so that has happened a lot um, things like that and then you know my greatest achievement achievement to myself was when we did the dollhouse and we did 24 events in 31 days and it was a pop-up that's exhausting it was very exhausting I felt like my lo my life was destroyed and and since then I felt like I took a break from everything but it, it really was just those moments to me are so beautiful I love doing things that people are afraid to do and I love celebrating things that people tend to stigmatize like periods and and birth and women the word pussy Especially pussy. And I love the word cunt, too. And honestly, cunt came from a place that was actually glorifying a woman's parts. And then it got turned into something negative. So I love taking Profanity things. in general is silly to me. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I love the word bitch. I think I like, I like to say I try to reclaim it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I use it in positive ways. But then it's really hard not to use it out of anger. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I get that. Yeah. So it's definitely... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm de I'm definitely proud of a lot of the work that I've done. It's it's um it's fun and then it's also it's nice to be able to say like, "Oh, I I I did pioneer this or I did do this and I am proud of it." And it, I did it on my own. I I like one of the things I like about you is that entrepreneurial spirit. <clears throat> that okay, things aren't lining up the way I necessarily would like them to. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Yeah. And it, it I when I talk about this podcast and why I started it. I think about a Talking Heads song that was on more songs about buildings and food. 1978, a song called Found a Job. It's about a couple who's bored. There's nothing on television. Everything sucks. So rather than wait for something good to come up on TV, they make their own TV show. Mm -hmm. And that's, for me, I was, I was tired of waiting for that radio gig or that situation. I'm going to make my own radio. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, you, you can't wait for stuff to line up or fall in your lap. Cre create your own and you don't adventure. need to you don't need to you don't especially need to. with all the technology and resources you have mm -hmm. at your fingertips today that's exactly right I think it comes down to a lot of people just are used to having all the, these hurdles put in front of them and so it's about like really just like life really is short so it really uh -huh. is thinking what what's more like me not doing this and never knowing what could have been with it we're just doing it just because. Right. I think I think it's really important to do things just because you want to do them instead of, oh, this could get me money or this could get this, fame, whatever. I think it's just important to be like, I like doing this because I want to. And that's also, I think, where a lot of success comes from, too. Totally the sincerity agree. behind it. All right. So child aside, impending child aside, yes. impending release aside, what else should we look forward to from you in, in 2019? Okay. 2019. We're maybe like halfway through now. So. Oh, you got a lot of time left in the year. I feel like they go by so fast. Yeah. Um, so right now, I've actually scaled back a lot and have been focusing a lot on um, 
mom life because mm-hmm. for so long I was working and juggling so many things. Yeah. And I'm actually in school and like trying to get my master's right now. And, Good for you. And other things, um, just personally, because there were like little milestones outside of being a creator. Like I had to represent myself in court a lot. So I decided that I wanted to get um, a law degree at some point. So just little, like little things, no big deal. <laughs> um, trying to do, but also that's also what excites me is that I want to be able to say one day that I did all of this with two yeah. kids and you know, um, absolutely and and I I've been self-employed for 10 years so just I like to challenge myself probably to the point where it drives me insane but so for me looking forward it's very much so I'm I'm going through um, a transitional phase right now flipping the script but working with treble and tape entertainment and a lot of the artists that um, I have a lot of experience in a lot of different things because I've had to self-brand and I've had to build mm-hmm. myself up and and I've worked with a lot of huge artists. I've seen artists go from nothing to huge and sure. in very close proximity. So so I've been helping like other artists more so because that that really is one of my favorite things in life is is giving giving back and helping others, especially because a lot of people have a lot of talent and they are just just one thing might be missing or they're stuck somewhere in some sort of loop. So working with like Bianca Shaw and Taylor and um, Zeke, these, these Taylor's not a smaller artist, but like <laughs> Bianca and Zeke, smaller artists that really deserve recognition. And, mm-hmm. and I hear Bianca's going to be on the show soon, but mm-hmm. just helping them to succeed. And then also July 7th, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also um, just focusing on, outputting things that I enjoy so my album my collaborative projects and then I'm doing a lot more like pop-up stuff mm-hmm. and more experiential art experiences that come with music and visual and just kind of igniting all the, the senses so that and treble which is this company from New York I'm working with right now where we're kind of pulling all of that together because they're like tinder for musicians and we're bringing together yeah, that's people. the elevator pitch right there right it's such a good that's way it. to say it I think it's uh-huh. so fun like it really is there, there's been nothing that makes it easy for people to collaborate on those aspects because social media you know there's a bunch of random stuff on there but there's no nothing that's been specific to hey if you're a musician you can go on here and directly book studio time mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> you can go on here and you can directly find a producer because that's one of the hardest parts is finding someone you mesh with and then when it's already hard to find musicians and producers and whatnot then how do you create there's a lot of hurdles that you have to go over so for it's sure. just like removing some of those hurdles and making it easier for for people to to create because I think that's just make what makes life beautiful even if you don't become skyrocket to fame like you're just creating and that's fun Anything I should know for Bianca when I talk to her? Um, she doesn't talk about it a lot, but Bianca's a single mom of twins. She's busy. That is something people do not <laughs> know. She's a drummer. She's a rapper. She's a singer. She's a single mom of twins. She's awesome. And there's and she she'll say she's not good at interviews, but she's hilarious. She's hilarious and she likes to curse. So it's just about getting her out of that shell. Mm-hmm. Um, Pro tip. But yeah, I know it sounds like it's all over the place, but I'm actually really excited about what's happening in life right now. Like, I think it's cool to come on and do this and not be like, I'm promoting one specific project. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I like that too. Actually. Life, <laughs> you know, like I'm doing life and oh. I think it's cool. I think you're cool. Stop it. What are you doing? All right. Finish your vegan burger. Yes. I'm going to wrap up the recording here. Uh, thanks for doing this. No, thank you for having me. I hope it was fun. It was fun. And 
it's hilarious with the the anal beads. We have anal beads. Uh, they come standard with podcasts these days. Standard in the podcast. <laughs> they do. Uh, Carcon Carne presented by the Autobahn Mazda of Evanston, 1015 Chicago Avenue. Uh, that's Shantae. She's fantastic. 